All right, welcome back to the Jim Leach Show. Butthead of the Week gets underway momentarily, but we are going to start this hour with a conversation we've wanted to uh, get put together today because we finally have in hand now the consultant's report on Springfield Fire Department operations, about 200-plus pages. It's an important document that we're just getting our first look at today. And to help us make sense of it all, Springfield Mayor Jim Langfelder, he's had a few days to review this. And, Mayor, thanks for taking the time to be on with us this afternoon. Well, thank you, but I don't think you. it's fair to have me on right before Butthead of the Week. <laughs> <It's> ne- <laughs> Just never, for the record. Never good timing on that, so <laughs> I doubly appreciate uh, your willingness to come on. Uh, Mayor, take us back to the beginning of this. Why was this study commissioned? What were you hoping to learn from it? And, and has it given you the information you were looking for as far as fire department operations? Well, um, the most important thing uh, with all our departments, uh, pre-pandemic looks totally different from post-pandemic, how we provide services to the public, things of that nature. So I've challenged all our departments to move that direction. With with the report, uh, what's important about that is we have 12 fire stations, but we have the staffing level of 14 to have 14 stations. So we're moving that direction. We wanted to build new stations and moving forward with that, but that's what the consultant uh, was charged with. Take a look at our operations. Uh, Does it make sense? Uh, Compare it to the peers and see if we can be allocating our resources more efficiently and effectively, uh, especially out in the southwest quadrant. That's where uh, we were really looking at it after our designation for Class 1 Fire Department. Uh, That's the area that had the uh, Worst response time, I think it was uh, around, it could be anywhere upwards at six minutes or over where the rest of the city was at four minutes or so. Yeah, it, response times is a, a big red flag in this report, and it says, in, in effect, that the, uh, the response times are inadequate. Is it your sense that that can be fixed just by uh, changing the location of fire stations, adding an additional fire station, as is the current plan in the city budget? Will that address those concerns? Well, that'll be part of it. The other one that we did uh, uh, put in uh, previously with our, we received a grant at that time, it was with, I think, Representative Sarah Wojcicki Jimenez uh, made happen, was with the state legislature. We had a grant to do modernization of our streetlights, where to uh, do synchronization, we had a, a device in the fire trucks along that corridor, uh, because we knew that was a, a corridor that needed um, better response time out by Veterans Parkway. So that's where we installed it. Uh, So you use technology to improve response signs, but definitely out there, that's been an area when my father was mayor decades ago uh, that we've always wanted a fire station. We just didn't have the capacity to do it. Now we do have that capacity, and that's one of the Areas that we'll put one up at. This report also suggests the city should look at restructuring how EMS services are provided. Right now, it's uh, more than half of fire department calls are really to respond to medical emergencies rather than to fires. This report lays out a few different options for this, including the possibility of the city running its own ambulance service sort of side-by-side with the fire department or the city licensing ambulance companies. Uh, Have you looked at those different options there, and are you uh, considering any of those changes in how we handle EMS calls here locally? Well, any EMS calls or any uh, change of ambulance service would have to be in a discussion with the uh, medical community. And really, the one game changer is happening right now with the Shop and Save on North Grand. I think it's Medics First is moving over there, and that's largely due to the partnership between them and Memorial Health Services. So we appreciate that. Um, 
and I've had this discussion with Chief Blau. I said, you know, really, uh, they're the drivers of how that sh- what services need to be improved upon with the ambulance, uh, with any fire department. And I haven't dove into that much detail with regards to what other communities are doing. The consultant has to a certain degree. I don't think it's at the depth um, that we would need if we're if we're even contemplating taking it on. It couldn't be within the fire department structure in itself, just from the sheer cost of it. And the consultant even pointed that out. Uh, during a discussion on that particular topic. And the preponderance of the consultant's time was with the fire department personnel, uh, what they are currently doing and how they're delivering services. And then they've kind of, um, you know, did an assessment, like I said, of other peers and came up with the recommendations within that. Springfield Mayor Jim Langfeld is here with us talking about this fire department consultant's report. Uh, And, Mayor, it's more than 200 pages. I tried to go through this this afternoon as best I could. I haven't had as much time with it as you have. But one of the the ongoing issues with the fire department has to do with the minimum staffing levels that are written into their contract. I know that's something that you're still dealing with in the ongoing contract discussions with the fire department. I didn't see a specific reference to that in this report. Do they tackle this notion of do we need to maintain minimum staffing levels for every shift every day? Are those levels at the at the right to place right now? Uh, what does this report tell you about that issue as you're looking to um, finalize this contract with the department? Well, my takeaway was it's really going to be the call of the uh, city and, you know, in its entirety, uh, assessing what the demands are. So right now we have enough staffing for 14 stations, but we only have 12. Uh, so, you know, that's something we'll have to, you know, discuss in greater detail. But that allows us to build that Southwest Quadrant fire station, and we can just move a truck over there and we have it staffed. We don't have to expend any further dollars on that, and that better protects the city. So uh, that's what we're looking at from the report is how can we look at it, um, you know, with the consultant's recommendations, the hierarchical structure. But as far as manning, I think that's going to be the discussion is how do we allocate our resources to the best potential to provide the services uh, that everybody wants and deserves. And so, you know, through time, like I said, we had enough staffing for 14 stations. We only had 12, but we're in the financial position to actually move a staff, some staff over there, and have that proper coverage that we should have always had but couldn't afford to. So that's really a discussion probably um, within the contract negotiations as we move forward. But the consultant's report is a look to the future, and that's how I view it. It's a look to the future, and it's really only as successful as what we take the information and work collectively, the city council, the administration, of course, with the whole fire department, and really uh, make some modifications to better uh, serve the public as we move forward post-pandemic. You know, you've, you've mentioned several times that having the staffing for 14 stations while we currently only have 12, yet we still have exorbitant overtime costs because we have to cover a set number of positions each and every shift, uh, r- regardless of what you know what's going on out there. And that has led to those to those huge overtime costs. Uh, so does does this report uh, suggest that we should be modifying our approach to that? Uh, it, does it tell you one way or the other that that's a, a smart or not a smart way to go? To to have those minimum levels regardless of what it means in terms of overtime or do we just do we solve that by actually putting more personnel on uh, despite the number of total employees we have in the department i think that's where the comparables come into play um i think it uh, and i haven't read every page of the report so uh but with regards to 
that that's what we have to take a look at. You mentioned ambulance services. Uh, you know, uh, what's offered by lay personnel versus fire personnel, uh, something of that nature. And uh, that's where the comparables come into play with other departments. Um, one I know for sure, I think, uh, was with regards to inspectors. And uh, some have a kind of like a fire marshal, assistant fire marshal, and the rest are um, civilian personnel through maybe a public works department or what have you. So I know that's one of the concepts. And so that's how they've kind of uh, addressed it. It wasn't, you know, like it wasn't throwing out a specific number that you should have. Again, I think they want the uh, city as a whole, that means everybody, uh, working together to make that determination of how best to answer the calls. And one of the other recommendations they're saying is, do they have to go to all the calls or what calls should they respond to? Is it Does it make sense uh, sending a ladder truck or whatever type of truck? Are you responding with the proper equipment? And I think that's what they're trying to dive into more than anything. But as far as the proper numbers, I've, it's pretty much going to be left up to, um, of course, the union, working with the command staff, working with the city administration and the council to make those determinations for the future. This brings us back to some of the frustration being voiced by Alderman earlier this week uh, because they are just seeing this report today, as uh, most of us are. I know you've had it in your hands for a few days longer, uh, but they've got a budget hearing for the fire department on Monday. How do they make intelligent decisions about the department's budget and staffing levels and things when they're just now getting this information and, and trying to digest it over the next 72 hours? Yeah, really on the uh, uh, the fire department budget, uh, you know, for myself, I don't even, I didn't never thought the consultant's report would figure into the budget because really the main uh, discussion topic will be the overtime, without a doubt. And so that comes down to Manning is what's brought up. But the Manning is tied to the contract, the union contract, so that's more of a union-negotiated matter. And so uh, that's how that will all be finalized or decided upon. But the one thing I will say is, um, you know, what we've, what we're looking for is what's that right overtime number, and uh, that will be the discussion, I'm sure, um, and that's how that will move forward. Um, you know, I can't say too much about the contract and all of that, but um, really, what we'd like to have uh, is with uh, the what's going to be interesting on Monday when they they'll have the police department give their presentation, then the fire department, and you'll see the true dynamic of. Uh, two departments, not saying one's better than the other, but from the sheer uh, dynamics of it, Police Chief Winslow has been able to manage and lead his department in a different fashion than Chief Blau has been allowed to, and that is strictly due to the con- uh, contracts under each de- uh, department that allows them that flexibility or that ability to lead the department. Alderman Redpath uh, a few days ago said that if we couldn't get this overtime under control, maybe we needed to have different leadership in the in the fire department. Do you still have full faith and confidence in Chief Blau to manage all of this and run an efficient department that still meets the city's public safety needs? Well, I think, um, and you'd have to, yeah, I think what... Uh, You'd have to ask Alderman Redpath what he meant by those remarks. I think uh, what it comes down to is the frustration of the – and the chief's frustrated as much as anybody – is your ability to do things within the contract. I think that's what's bubbling up, and we're in the middle of that, and uh, how do we make things work? But it's going to be all of us working together. The consultants report what that brings to the forefront, again, moving towards the future. Everybody has to have an open mind on how best do we provide these services. Because when we're talking to the budget, what council members have to keep in mind 
is the library. We just had this discussion how much underfunded it is by millions of dollars compared to our peers. And actually, communities that have a smaller population than us are better funded than the city of Springfield. On the library services, well, they used to be funded with property tax dollars. And so a lot of those resources or all those resources from property tax dollars have been siphoned off. And uh, one of the reasons is with the structure of the fire department. So that's why we're taking a look at it. We think it's important. But what we want to do is provide the best possible services across all department lines and not have that um, siphoning off of other resources and at the detriment of other departments. You didn't actually answer my question, though, about whether oh, you didn't. have full faith and confidence in Chief Blau to, oh, to manage sorry. all of this. Yeah, I think uh, under the right circumstance, I think it's uh, challenging. I think what uh, I would like to see and I think what uh, um, Alderman would like to see is, okay, Chief, uh, what do you think would be the recommendations? If you could you know, wave the magic wand within the uh, contract or within the department, if you could do whatever you'd want and you know, with no strings attached, what would that be? And that would lay out a vision for the future. I think that would uh, instill confidence or uh, greater confidence uh, within the chief than that would give a better uh, commitment from the council members. I think that's been the frustration is the inaction, and again, going to the contract, it limits his ability to do anything at this point. But the real thing is, what's your vision? If you could do anything, what would it look like uh, to restructure things? If the contract didn't come into play, anything came into play, what would the fire department of the future look like in your eyes? Have you had that conversation with the chief, and are you satisfied with his answer? Uh, we haven't had as much detail as that particular uh, item, but he, I've, we've had that discussion, but not in detail. I think... Uh, you know, the consultant report would definitely play into that. Mayor, a couple of other things re- uh, raised in this report real quickly here. It talks about the possibility of imposing higher fees in terms of building inspections, registration and things to cover some of the fire safety and fire prevention costs. It also talks about pursuing monies from state government or other governmental bodies because we have so many uh, properties that are not on tax rolls, but we still provide fire protection for them. Uh, is that anything you are contemplating to try to uh, recover some of those costs of fire protection here in Springfield? Yeah, with regards to other fire protection districts, that's kind of uh, hand-strung by the uh, legislature, but that's something we uh, definitely need to take a look at. I think uh, a per capita, what our, you know, what our residents are paying per capita for the fire protection, that should apply equally to fire districts, but that would be a legislative matter. Uh, but with regards to any other use of, uh, you know, I'm a firm believer, there's certain things you have to provide regardless, so you shouldn't be taxing or you know, applying fees to that. But if there's some extra uh, uh, response for some type of service that goes above and beyond the normal day-to-day activities, we would definitely take a look at those and see what uh, other communities are doing and what we possibly should be doing as well. The report also uh, recommends the city pursue an ordinance to impose a sprinkler requirement in new construction, including for uh, single or or multifamily dwellings here. Is that anything you would uh, consider bringing before the city council to say the new construction has to have a sprinkler system in place? Uh, I would not uh, be in favor of that uh, with regards to that, um, you know, from the sheer cost of materials, things of that nature. Um, I think on, you know, of course, the higher rise facilities, you know, like your hotels, of course, there's commercial properties that would have to have it. But um, that's one thing that uh, I wasn't totally in favor of. But 
Um, again, it depends on the details, devil's in the details, but with regards to a, a residential property, no, not necessarily. Springfield Mayor Jim Langfelder. Listen, Mayor, we appreciate the time. You're back next Thursday with us. We'll be talking about this and a lot of other things as well. But in the meantime, we thank you for your time this afternoon. Thanks, Jim. Have a great weekend.